Hi, I'm Sabrina Soto. I believe the best conversations are with friends who are really able to open themselves up and share their lives, both the good parts and the bad. You're going to be listening to some of those candid conversations and hopefully gaining some insight to help you redesign your life from the inside out. Hey guys, so this episode of Redesigning Life is basically part two of Breakups Are the Pits. When a girlfriend of mine, Shab, listened to the Breakups podcast, she thought I left so many stories out of the things that I went through to get over the breakups. Some of them are outrageous. Some of them are super healing. So I'm going to share those things with you today. Some of them are funny stories. Some of them are not. I'm going to be very very vulnerable in some of my stories. So I'm asking you to listen to this podcast without judgment and an open heart and knowing that I was just in a lot of pain. Um, So I just feel like if I don't really tell you the full story that I'm not really doing you a favor or doing anybody any good. And I, I realize that in life in general with friendships and with relationships. If you don't make yourself vulnerable, you close yourself off and you're not really embracing life the way it should be. So I'm going to tell you the stories and I will tell you at the end whether it worked or not. Most of the time you'll know why I'm, when I'm telling the story, whether it was a good idea or not. And I'm sorry if I'm going to giggle through some of them because some of them are so outrageous. But I think if you've ever been through a breakup or heartache, you know, during that time, you will do anything possible to speed up that healing process. And if anyone's been through heartache, you know that there's no possible way you can actually speed it up. There are things that you can help to heal your heart, but there's no real way for you to get over the breakup and less time just goes by. So here are some of the things that I've done. I'm going to start off with sort of the most, I would say outrageous things, maybe not outrageous to you, but um, the first one is Reiki. I don't know if you've ever heard of Reiki, but it's basically where someone stands on top of you. It's like an energy healing and they heal your energy by not touching you. It's very, it's like a non-touching massage. I don't know. I'm not a Reiki master. I've only done it probably four times. And I can tell you there are Reiki people who are incredible and some that are not so great, but I really enjoyed it. It was a sort of, a sort of strange experience because One Reiki person, I really felt the energy in my body, and I swear it sounds very hocus pocus, but I did feel a lot of pain coming out. I remember laying on the bed, and again, they're not even touching you, and it's they're silent. And I remember just tears coming out of my eyes. It was it seemed very healing for me. So Reiki, if you're open to it, and I think you have to be open to it if you do that for me was something that was a little bit outrageous, but very helpful for me. It didn't heal me completely, but it did help sort of alleviate some of the stress. It is temporary, but anyway, another thing that was really completely outrageous, this is nuts, like planter's box nuts, what I've done. My girlfriend told me about this Santero in San Bernardino, And if you don't know what a Santero is, so both of my parents are from Cuba. Santeria is a big thing in the Cuban religion. It's sort of worshiping of the saints, but it's it's kind of complicated. I don't want to get into it now. But if you are Hispanic or Cuban, you know what I'm talking about. But a friend of mine who was Caucasian told me about this man 
who is a healer. So she told me that she had gone to him and that I, it really helped her. So I should go again. I was open to any suggestions that anyone gave me. So I go and I drive to this man's workshop and I'm calling it a workshop, but let me just really paint the picture. It was not a workshop. It was like a garage, dark basement. I don't know. It was like a combo of the two. I I had already known that she had gone to him, so I felt safe and nothing happened to me physically. Well, something did happen to me physically, but not bad. So the whole process was very complicated. He was going to heal me of my pain. And this is what happened. He got me in the middle of the room and then he started (laughs) hitting me in the back of my like in my back with, I think it was basil, like a bushel of basil. So he's like sort of smacking me with, maybe it was oregano. I don't know. It was so long ago. And he's smacking me. And then during the (laughs) smacking with the bushel of whatever herb the heck he was using, he was spitting rum in my hair and my back and also smoking a cigar and blowing the smoke in my hair. I had my eyes closed, but I could smell all of this stuff happening. And I, again, I'm like, whatever, I don't care if this is going to help, I'll do it. Then he took an egg and he asked me to rub myself with it. (laughs) He smashed it in front of me. Now you think, girl, this is crazy. No, it gets crazier. Then he told me that in order to really release the pain, that he had to sacrifice a chicken. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Absolutely not. Like, no. And he was very adamant that this is not going to work unless this chicken is sacrificed. And I'm sorry, but I am not into that stuff. So I stopped everything like immediately, 86, the entire experience and left there. Thank God I didn't get pulled over because I would have gone to jail. There's nobody who wouldn't think I was drunk. I reeked of cigar smoke, some sort of herb and rum. Like I took a shower as soon as I got home, but it goes, obviously I don't even have to say that did not work. So that is not Soto recommended for you to heal your heartbreak, but I'm just telling you some of the crazy things I've done. I've also been to psychics. Now, a lot of people think it's a bunch of BS. Some people are totally into it. I have to tell you my personal experience is most of the psychics I've been to are total BS. Some of them have been amazing. Uh, I guess, I don't know if it depends on your vibe. I don't know. Maybe I'm like just buying into it, but some I think have been really rock solid and great. Do they help with the healing process? Kind of. I mean, most of them just knowing that you're maybe going to move on or all of that, like hearing that is to me helpful because I don't know about you, but most of the time during a after most of the times after a breakup, I automatically fear that I'm never going to get over it or I'm going to spend the rest of my life alone, which we all know is never the case. So just hearing that, then I guess I suppose I can ask one of my friends to tell me the same thing for free, but those things are, I'm on the fence, but I have been to psychics. Something that I have done that I'm being very, very vulnerable about, and I I'm fearful to say this, but I'm just telling you the truth is after the last breakup, I started to realize that I was using drinking to sort of, I don't even want to use the word heal, but to mask my pain. 
That's the only word I could really think of. And I didn't realize how much of a problem it was becoming. And by the way, drinking when you're depressed or going through something like this is the worst thing that you can do because we don't even need to get into the nitty gritty. We all know that drinking is a depressant and when you're already depressed, it actually makes things worse. But what I was realizing is I was using it as a crutch too. So for instance, I would play with, you know, I would finish working, come home, make Olivia dinner, put her to sleep, and then I'd have a few glasses of wine. And the problem was that I was using it as a crutch. And I know this sounds crazy, but it was almost like I was using the few glasses of wine I was having a night as my friend. I don't know if you could even understand what that means. But I suppose I was so lonely that I know it's, it seems so silly because it's a liquid. It's not a person. I'm not talking to the wine. I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't doing that. But it was as if it kept me company when I was so lonely. I know I might not be making sense to anybody, but if I am making sense to you, please let me know. You don't have to do it publicly, but DM me. And I realized that it was becoming a bit of a habit. And I knew that it, I just needed to stop that because it wasn't helping. And I don't know, I haven't been wasted in a very long time. Thank goodness. I can't stand a hangover. But I re- if you drink too much, you know the next morning you sort of wake up, you're either anxious or depressed, obviously tired. And I don't have the capability to be, to be any of those things because I need to be present. So I started realizing that just having that crutch of a few glasses of wine a night, I needed to delete that from my life because I needed to deal with everything. And the loneliness that I was feeling of being alone after I put Olivia to sleep, I needed to deal with that too. And I know you may not understand what I'm talking about of that sort of keeping company with the glasses of wine, but it made sense to me, or at least that was, that was my experience. And it became a habit that I realized, thank goodness, quickly, that I needed to stop. So instead of making that the, I put her to sleep and I have a few glasses of wine, I would have tea or journal, which is one of the things that I think has helped a lot. Journaling has helped me because I either journal to myself or I journal to the person that I need to vent to. And it helps because we all know that sometimes or most of the time when you want to text somebody or email them or call them to vent, it never ends well. So for me, journaling was really cathartic in the way of being able to release my thoughts without having to deliver them, if that makes sense. And I would always sort of journal and sometimes I would do it on my phone in the notes section of my iPhone or I would write it down. And it just seemed like I was releasing a lot of the thoughts that I was having. So I definitely recommend journaling. If you don't like journaling, talking to a friend really helps. Find one friend. If you have a few, then you're lucky. I am very blessed to have amazing friends around me. I never take it for granted. And my friends have always been there to let me vent. And I do venting a little bit different than other people do. I also am an open book. Everybody knows that. Uh, my friends know that. I I don't tell anybody else's business, but when it comes to my own business, I will tell you almost 
everything. And it's my way of therapy, sort of, sort of releasing all of my thoughts. And I also try to make humor of it uh, during some of my most painful times. I will still make humor out of the situation. It's just my defense mechanism, but I feel as if it's healing to me. So talking to friends helps a lot. I would really recommend that. If you don't, if you're a very private person, I have some people in my life that are very private. They don't like dealing, talking to friends and I don't blame them. Sometimes when you're venting to friends and then about a breakup and then all of a sudden you guys get back together, your friend's like, huh? Remember when you told me that he was whatever? So don't vent to those kind of friends that are going to judge you in case anything does heal or that you do get back together. But you, we all know those friends that you can be 100% honest and vulnerable with and they won't judge you. So pick that friend and talk to them. If you don't want to do that and you're super private, I would talk to a therapist if you can afford it. It's helped me. I've been now in therapy for almost a year now on and off. And it's just helped me to be able to get an objective point of view on things. And finding the right therapist is also really important. It's been sort of difficult finding that right fit, but don't go to one therapist and then hate the experience and think that it's not for you. And please do not think that going to a therapist means that you're mentally unstable. I feel like everybody can benefit from therapy. And I feel like we all have we all have things that we need to vent about to get an objective point of view, somebody who really doesn't know us on a personal level. So therapy really helped. Um, the last thing is self-care. And I know we use that word a lot in society and on social media, but self-care to me was eating well. I'm mostly plant-based. I eat fish once in a while. And for me personally, I feel like it's helped me a lot. I feel better Uh, I started exercising. I do yoga. I try to go at least four times a week, if not more. Granted my schedule, it has helped me immensely. Meditating has helped me a lot. I went to a center and learned how to do transcendental meditation. Every meditation is different. Transcendental meditation is a sort of silent mantra meditation where you do it 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. What I liked about that sort of meditation was that it's, I have a hard time quieting my mind and Don't think that when you meditate, everybody who's really good at meditating literally thinks of nothing. That's impossible for any human to do. What I liked about transcendental meditation is it seemed more simple to me than other meditations and it made more sense doing a mantra. But again, any sort of meditation I think can really be beneficial. There's so many apps out there. I highly recommend meditation. I'm supposed to do meditation 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night, and I'd be a liar if I told you that that's the case in my life. I just don't have the capability being that I have Olivia in the morning. It's impossible for me. I can't be like, hey, I'm going to sit here. Mama's going to be here in the corner meditating, doing a mantra in her head. Just you're okay with that. No, she's not going to have it. So when I can, I'll do it throughout the day. I wish I can get, I'm going to get to the point that I do it 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night, but I'm not doing that yet. So I highly recommend finding meditation, one that works for you, an app, even if you do it for five minutes, it's really helped me. Hiking, yoga, and a few other things that I've done. I go to eat by myself all the time. I wrote about this on social media. Some people thought that I was crazy, that they would never be able to do it. I can tell you it's been so empowering for me. I have 
no problem going into a restaurant and having a table for one. Sometimes I'll just sit at the bar by myself and eat lunch or dinner. I love it. It's telling myself that I really don't need the company of others to have a good time. And it might seem seem scary at first, but I promise you, just try it. Grab a book or your iPhone, your Kindle, whatever, and just have a meal by yourself if you're so scared of it. It could be super empowering. Another thing that I've done that I never thought in a million years that I would ever do is I've done weekend getaways by myself. And I've had so much fun just exploring a new city. I I didn't go very far, which for me was a, a sort of baby step into vacationing by myself because I didn't want to be too far from home. So I just went down to Laguna, which is about an hour and a half from my house and spent a weekend by myself. And it was so much fun. So that was also really empowering for me. And I just urge you, if you're scared of being alone or if you're scared of doing those things, just to take baby steps because it helps you understand that you're okay by yourself. You do not need anyone else. Of course, nobody wants to be alone. No one does, except for my mom maybe, but no one really wants to be alone in life. It's nice to be in a partnership. It's great to be in a relationship, but the worst place that you could be is needing to be in a relationship needing to be in a partnership. Because if you're not okay with your own company, then you're not going to be great company to others because it's more of desperation than of love. Uh, And that's it. Spa, going to the spa, and then once in a while getting myself fresh flowers. Because if nobody's going to get me fresh flowers, guess what? I can buy them for myself. And when I wake up in the morning and they're on my nightstand, they make me happy. So that's it, guys. Uh, If you have any questions, please reach out to me on social media. I hope you enjoyed this part two of Breakups Are the Pits. I loved, I don't know if you listened to my beauty hacks, uh, beauty secrets podcast, but a lot of people left emojis because of the things that I talked about there. So if you want to leave any emojis on my social media to wink that you've listened to this, whether it's the, (laughs) I don't know if there's a, guys spitting vodka or rum and your back emoji, but I'm sure you guys could find clever emojis to leave for me to just let me know that you've listened. I love your feedback. If you don't want to make it publicly, I always read my direct messages. So please let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if some of the things that you've done, what you've thought that has helped you. Um, and let me know what you think of the things that I've shared, but At any case, I hope that you've listened to this with an open heart. Next week, I'll be back with a great guest. I love you guys for listening. If you're going through a breakup, I am sending you love. I am sending you strength and I'm sending you healing vibes. I promise no matter how bad you think you feel, you're going to get over it. It might take a little bit longer, but everybody heals. Everybody heals. There is not one relationship that's going to take you down. And just when you think you're going to be alone for the rest of your life. You're not going to be. You just have to get yourself into a place of healing and then get yourself into a really positive place. And that's by taking care of yourself because you're not going to be able to attract somebody that you deserve if you're not in a good headspace. And I know that sounds like new agey mumbo jumbo, but I really truly believe it. All right, guys, thanks for listening until next week. I love you guys. See you then.